Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 13. When Jesus had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done unto you and his servant was healed that very same hour. In our text this morning, Matthew chapter 8, the story of the cleansing of the leper and the healing of the centurion's servant comes immediately after the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has just announced the standards for entering his kingdom and clearly presented the way of access to it. But some of the people listening to him still have questions on their minds. Who is this man? Could one who teaches with such authority, clarity, and simplicity be the promised Messiah? 
If so, could he bring about the changes necessary to institute the kingdom of which he speaks? Matthew places the story of the cleansing of the leper and the healing of the centurion's servant after the Sermon on the Mount to authenticate the King Jesus to Israel and prove that he is able to do what he says. He is providing the credentials of the king, a portrait of the authority of Jesus, doer of mighty works. Matthew groups together nine miracles, the first three of which deal with bodily healing. Jesus is the great physician with power and authority to cure leprosy, palsy, and fever. Let's look first at the healing of the leper. Leprosy was a hideous, incurable disease which terrified the ancient world. For many centuries it was considered a curse from God, causing the body to deteriorate and deform, but not killing its possessor. Tumor-like growths appeared, causing disfigurement of the skin and bones and twisting of the limbs. Leprosy destroyed nerve endings such that rats would eat their fingers and toes during sleep and they would be unaware. Hair and eyebrows fell out. Hands and feet became a mass of ulcers and decaying flesh. Because of these tragic consequences, lepers were banished from human society. Everywhere they went, they were required by law to cry out, Unclean! Unclean! and people avoided them like the plague. In reality, a leper was in effect a dead man before the grave. He would live, work, and die alone. You can imagine the unbearable emotional loneliness of no human contact for years at a time. The leper in our gospel story broke the rules of isolation and walked right up to Jesus. Verse 2 says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Luke says that he fell on his face and made his appeal. This poor man had ignored social convention and dared to enter a large crowd and approach the master. Coming before Jesus, he fell down and worshipped him, saying, If you are willing, you can make me whole. What a remarkable statement. This was a bold confession, for everyone knew that only God can cleanse a leper. It was also a request filled with faith, desire, humility, and submissiveness, beautifully woven together which signaled the seed of discipleship in this man's heart. The leper did not demand of Jesus but left to him the decision whether he is to be freed from his horrible living death. What was Jesus' response? Mark says, Moved with compassion, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. No one else dared come near a person with rotting flesh for fear of being infected. But Jesus stretched out his hand and touched the man. Immediately he was healed. Pink, healthy, smooth flesh like a little child appeared. Let's enter fully into this story and learn from the leper. First, the leper came to Jesus and worshipped him. He humbled himself and brought his abject need before the Lord of glory. 
Why is it that more people today do not receive the compassionate touch of Jesus Christ in their lives? Because they will not bow before him in humble adoration. Jesus is not a genie who grants us three wishes, nor is he a divine Santa Claus who gives us presents. He is God, high, holy, exalted, transcendent in glory and majesty. Why is it that a man will bow his knee to propose to the woman he loves, but refuse to bow before the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the mighty God, everlasting Father, the King of all the universe? Then notice that after the leper worshipped Jesus, he brought his pressing need to him. He said, Lord, if you will. This is the cry of a believing, trusting heart. We come, we bow, we cry out in our need, Lord, if you will. There is no demanding and no bargaining. Simply a surrendered heart and a humble request. Isaiah 57 says, For thus says the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Isaiah chapter 30 says, Therefore the Lord longs to be gracious unto you, and therefore he waits on high to have compassion on you. The leper worshipped and was humble. His approach to Jesus was one of faith, desire, humility, and submissiveness. Is our attitude to Jesus Christ the same? Then Jesus tells the leper in verse 4, See that you tell no one, but go, show yourself to the priest, and present the offering that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. What was the offering Moses commanded? Leviticus 14 tells us that it was two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for the sin offering and one for the guilt offering. Turtle doves and pigeons were very plentiful and cheap in Palestine. This was the poor man's offering instead of the rich man's offering of a lamb without blemish, signifying that both rich and poor come together before the altar of the Lord. There is no difference between rich and poor before God. Both need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Remember that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. If you sinned in the Old Testament, you had to offer a blood sacrifice to atone for your sins. All of this pointed to the one perfect sacrifice who is the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins to create a new and living way to God. Jesus sent the healed man to the priest so that the priest might learn that it was not by keeping the law that he was healed, but by the grace of God. The Jewish people were always proclaiming their zeal for the law and declaring that the great prophet Moses was the minister of God on the earth. They even said in John chapter 9, We know that God spoke to Moses, but as to this man Jesus, we know not where he comes from. 
It was therefore necessary that the Lord Jesus convince them by miracles of healing that the dignity of Moses was far below the glory and majesty of Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity. Moses was only a faithful servant in God's house. Christ was and is the Son of God, come from the Father to declare him to the world. So the healing of the leper is a sign to the priests and to all Israel of the authority and power of Jesus Christ. In Numbers chapter 12, when God punished Miriam, the sister of Moses, with leprosy when she rebelled against Moses, he was grieved and cried out pleading to God, praying for her healing. But Jesus, the Savior of the world, simply commands. He says, I will be cleansed. And immediately the man is healed. What is the lesson here, beloved? If Moses should be reverenced as the giver of the law, but couldn't heal his sister and have to pray to God for her healing, how much more should the true Son of God incarnate for our salvation be reverenced and adored? He simply speaks and it is done. The second showing forth of Jesus' power and authority involved the Roman centurion. This centurion was a rare man because he was concerned about his servant suffering and in great pain. Roman non-commissioned officers were not known for their compassion toward slaves. In Roman times, slaves were considered mere tools in the hands of the master. They had no legal rights and could be mistreated, beaten, or killed at the whim of their owners. Cato, the Roman historian, in giving advice to a man taking over a farm, wrote, Look over the livestock and hold a sale. Sell worn-out oxen, blemished sheep, and old or sickly slaves. Gaius, the Roman legal expert, said, it is universally accepted that the master possesses the power of life and death over the slave. As a result, merciless, ill-tempered masters often rape their female slaves and cruelly beat their male slaves at will. This Roman centurion was different. He cared about his servant as a person and was interested in his well-being. He took the trouble to come to find Jesus and beg him to heal a person in great pain. Listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. Let's continue our lesson. Let's put the pieces of the story together. 
Here is a Roman centurion responsible for a group of a hundred men under his command. Centurions were the finest, most respected men in the Roman army and always mentioned in the New Testament with honor. This man came up to Jesus as he entered Capernaum and earnestly entreated him. Although the text does not directly use the word worship as in the case of the leper, it is safe to assume that the centurion also bowed low before Jesus and worshipped him as he made his request. This is a respected Gentile Roman military officer asking a Jewish rabbi for help. He likely had heard of the authority and power of Jesus to heal and believed him to be who he said he was. Perhaps he had heard Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. No ordinary human being had the authority to make such statements. So the centurion tells Jesus about his slave who is sick of the palsy and grievously tormented. Jesus says in verse 7, I will come and heal him. The centurion immediately declines, saying in verse 8, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Those words sound familiar, don't they? They are spoken every day all around the world as people take of communion. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my soul shall be healed. The centurion tells Jesus that he knows what authority is and acknowledges that Jesus has supreme authority. He says in verse 9, I am a man under authority. I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another man, come, and he comes. He says to Jesus, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. The centurion compares the authority of Jesus over disease to the authority he exercises over the soldiers under his command. He sees the issue not so much as one of illness and healing, but of authority over all creation, including illness and disease, an authority he knows Jesus Christ possesses. Therefore, in verse 10, Jesus marvels at his faith. Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in all Israel. In large measure, the Jewish people of Jesus' day rejected their king. They failed to believe and trust in the Lord Jesus as their Messiah and King. What may be learned from the healing of the leper and the centurion's servant? The leper and the suffering servant in our story face the grave danger of serious disease. But far from succumbing to a passive victimhood mentality, all too common in modern culture, a fervent request for help is made. Both the leper and the centurion in our gospel demonstrate the qualities of one who is wholeheartedly devoted to Jesus Christ. Faith, desire, humility, and submissiveness. Both these men came to Jesus, worshipped him, submitted to his authority, and asked for his healing power in their lives. Do we have faith 
to do the same today. Jesus reached out and touched a leper, and then by his sovereign power spoke a word, and the centurion's servant was instantly healed. Such is the compassionate authority of Jesus our Lord and King. If he did such wondrous works while incarnate upon the earth, is there anything he cannot do while reigning at his Father's right hand in heaven? So when you go to communion and earnestly pray, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my soul shall be healed, this is a spiritually poignant moment in our worship liturgy. As you speak these words with earnestness from your heart, seek to emulate the faith of the centurion. Whatever it is that troubles you, Whatever your concern, bring that entirely to Jesus and place it before him. Whatever your need for healing and wholeness, whether spiritual or physical, bow humbly in worship and say with the leper, If you will, you can make me clean. Then hear Jesus say to you, I will be clean. Go your way. And as you have believed, so be it done unto you. Let's pray together. Gracious God and Sovereign Lord, thank you that you have spoken to us through your word. Thank you for the leper who with faith and humility came to the Lord Jesus for healing. Thank you for the centurion who demonstrated such submissiveness and confidence in the healing power of the Lord and in His authority. Help us as we come before you to also claim that same healing power, not only for ourselves, but for others. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my daughter, my son, my spouse, my friend shall be healed. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
You've been listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with Godet Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener-supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint. <laughs>